Then, what is the intelligent way to meditate? The intelligent way is to bring intelligence into everything that you do. Walking, walk intelligently with awareness. Eating, eat intelligently with awareness. Do you remember ever eating intelligently? Ever thinking about what you are eating? Is it nutritious? How it may nutrish, nut, nutritional value? How has it any nutritional value? Or are you just stuffing yourself without any nourishment? Have you ever, oh, by the way, that's, um, yeah, I need to be vigilant about what I eat. Ah, have you ever watched what you do? You go on smoking, then intelligence is needed. What are you doing? I used to smoke, by the way. Just taking a, just taking in smoke and throwing it out, throwing it out, and meanwhile destroying your lungs. And what are you really doing? Wasting money, wasting health. Bring intelligence in while bring intelligence in while you are smoking, while you are eating. Bring intelligence in. Bring intelligence in when you go. You go and make love to your woman or to your man. What are you doing? Have you really any love? Sometimes you make love out of habit. Then it is ugly. Then it is immoral. Love has to be very conscious. Only then it becomes prayer. While making love to your woman, what exactly are you doing? Using the woman's body to throw some energy that has become too much for you? Or are you paying respect? Are you loving to the woman? Do you have some reverence for the woman? I don't see it. Husband don't respect their wives. They use them. Wives use their husband. They don't respect them. If reverence does not arise out of love, then intelligence is missing somewhere. Otherwise, you will feel tremendously grateful to the other, and your love making will become a great meditation. Hmm. Whatever you are doing, bring the quality of intelligence into it. Hmm. Bring intelligence into what I do. <clears throat> do in do it intelligently. That's what meditation is. Hmm. It's interesting. So the meditation is not sitting quietly for a long time. It's something you do with your intelligence. Intelligence has to spread all over your life. It is not a Sunday thing, and you cannot do it for twenty minutes and then forget about it. Intelligence has to be just like breathing. Whatever you are doing, small, big, whatsoever, cleaning the floors, can be done intelligently or intelligently, intelligently or unintelligently. 
And you know that when you do it unintelligently, there is no joy. You are doing a duty, carrying the burden of it somehow. <coughs> Excuse me. It happened in a church school class of ninth grade girls. The girls were studying Christian love and what it might mean to them and their lives. They finally decided that Christian love meant doing something lovable for someone you didn't like. Huh. Children are very intelligent. Their conclusion is perfectly right. Listen to it again. They finally decided that Christian love meant doing something lovable for someone you didn't like. The teacher suggested that during the week they might test they might test out their concept. When they return the following week, the teacher asks for reports. One girl raised her hand and said, I've done something. The teacher replied, Marvelous, what did you do? Well, the girl said, in my, in my math class at school, there is this glunky kid. Glunky? Yes, you know, glunky. She's got four heads and she's all thumbs. And she's got three left feet. And when she comes down the hall in school, everyone says, here comes that glunky kid again. She doesn't have any friends and nobody asks her to parties. And you know, she's just glunky. The teacher said, I think I know just what you mean. So what did you do? Well, this glunky kid's in my math class and she's having a tough time. I'm pretty good in math, so I offered to help her with homework. Wonderful, said the teacher, and what happened? Well, I did help her, and it was fun, and she just couldn't thank me enough, but now I can't get, I can't get rid of her. If you are doing something just as a duty, you don't love it. And you are doing it just as a duty. Sooner or later, you will be caught in it. And you will be in a difficulty about how to get rid of it. Just watch in your 24-hour day how many things you are doing that you don't see. You don't drive any pleasure from. That don't help your growth. In fact, you want to get rid of them. If you are doing too many things in your life that you really want to get rid of, you are living unintelligently. An intelligent person will make his or her life in such a way that it will have a poetry of spontaneity, of love, of joy. It is your life, and if you are not kind of if you are not kind enough to yourself, who is going to be kind enough to you? If you are wasting your life 
It is nobody else's responsibility. If you are wasting your life, if you are wasting your life, it is nobody else's responsibility. I teach you to be responsible toward yourself. That is your first responsibility. Everything else comes next. You are the very center of your world, of your existence. So be intelligent. Bring in the quality of intelligence, and the more intelligence you become, and the more you, the more intelligent you become, the more capable you will be of bringing more intelligence into your life. Each single comment, each single moment, can become so luminous with intelligence. Then there is no need for any religion, no need to meditate, no need to go to the church, no need to go to any temple, no need for anything extra. Life is its intrinsicness is intelligence. Life in its intrinsicness is intelligent. Just live totally, harmoniously, in awareness, and everything else follows beautifully. A life of celebration flows. The luminousness, the luminousness of intelligence. A life of celebration follows. The luminousness of intelligence. Hmm. The pottery of the heart, the intelligence of the head, is not intelligence at all. It is knowledgeability. The intelligence of the heart is the intelligence, the only intelligence there is. The head is simply an accumulator. It is always old. It is never new. It is never original. It is good for certain purposes, for filling, for filing. It is perfectly good. And in life, one needs this. Many things have to be remembered. The mind, the head, is a biocomputer. You can go on accumulating knowledge in it, and whenever you need it, you can take it out. It is good for mathematics. Good for calculation, good for the day-to-day life, the marketplace. But if you think this is your whole life, then you will remain stupid. You will never know the beauty of feeling, and you will never know <clears throat> the blessings of the heart. You will never know the grace that descends only through the heart, the godliness that enters only through. The heart, <clears throat> you will never know prayer. You will never know poetry. You will never know love. The intrusions of the heart creates poetry in your life, gives a dance to your steps, makes your life a joy, a celebration, a festivity, a laughter. It gives you a sense of humor. It makes you capable of love of sharing. That is true life. The life that is lived from the head is a mechanical life. You become a robot, but maybe very efficient.
robots. Robots are very efficient. <coughs> Machines are more efficient than men. You can earn much through the head, but you will not live much. You may have a better standing. You may have a better standard of living, but you won't have any life. Life is of the heart. Okay, life can only grow through the heart. It is the soil of the heart where love grows. Life grows. Spirit grows. All that is beautiful. All that is really valuable. All that is meaningful. Significant. Your periphery. The head is just your periphery. To live in the head is to live on the circumference without ever becoming aware of the beauties and the treasures of the center. To live on the periphery is stupidity.、Hmm. It's about head and heart. And Osho says, heart is the center. And head is periphery. To live in the head is stupidity. To live in the heart and use the head whenever it is needed is intelligence. Oh, that's good. To live in the heart and use the head whenever it is needed is intelligence. But the center, the master, Is at the very core of your being. The master is the heart, and the head is just a servant. This is intelligence.、Oh. It's interesting.、Um, an idea popped into my mind just now. The school systems try to make a human being with a bigger head. And now I understand because the school system is basically a factory of a better、uh, workforce, which means they don't really want、uh, the master, they really want a servant who works、uh, correct.、Um, Precisely or efficiently, so they don't really want to have many masters.、Hmm. The matter is the heart, the master is the heart, and the head is just a servant. This is intelligence. When the head becomes the master and forgets all about the heart. This is stupidity. Ah,、oh. uh, another idea came immediately. It's about a quote from Albert Einstein. He said,、um, I forgot, but he said something similar、um, Imagination is far more better, far better than far. More important than logic, that kind of thing. Okay, it is up to you to choose. Remember the head as a slave. 
is a beautiful slave of much utility, but as a master, it is a dangerous master and will destroy your whole life, will prison your whole life. Oh. Uh, yeah, a beautiful slave, beautiful servant, your head is. But as a master, it is a dangerous master and will destroy your whole life, will poison your whole life. Look around, people's lives are absolutely poisoned, poisoned by the head. They cannot feel, they are no longer sensitive. Uh-huh, nothing thrills them. The sun rises, but nothing rises in them. They look at the sun every eye, empty-eyed. The sky becomes full of all the stars, the marvel, or the mystery. But nothing star, nothing stirs, in their hearts. No song arises. Birds sing. Man has forgotten to sing. Man has forgotten to sing. Clouds come in the sky. And the peacocks dance, and man does not know how to dance. He has become a cripple. Trees bloom, the man thinks, never feels, and without feeling, there is no flowering possible. Hmm, I love this one. Without feeling, there is no flowering possible. Feeling is the key, and feeling is the master. Contrary to the average way of thinking. So we appreciate logic more than feeling. Rational. rational. Um, watch, scrutinize, observe, have another look at your life. Nobody else is going to help you. You have depended on others so long. That's why you have become stupid. <laughs> now, take care. It is your own responsibility. You own it to yourself to have a deep, penetrating look at what you are doing with your life. Is there any poetry in your heart? If it is not there, then don't waste time. Help your heart to weave and spin poetry. Is there any romance in your life or not? Is there? If there is not, then you are already in your grave. <laughs> It's so... Uh, how to say it? Strong, so bold comments from, comments from Osho, and I love it. Come out of life, come out of it. Let life have something of the romantic in it. Something like adventure, explore, millions of beauties and splendors are waiting for you. You go on moving around and around, never entering into the temple of life. The door is the heart. The real intelligence is of the heart. It is not intellectual. The real intelligence is of the heart. It is not intellectual. It is emotional. It is not intellectual, it is emotional. I love that. It is not like thinking, it is like feeling. 
It is not logic. It is love. Love is available only to those who go on sharpening their intelligence. Love is not for the mediocre. Love is not for the unintelligent. The unintelligent person may become a great intellectual. <clears throat> I think that's what I feel about some um, high ranked educators or professors at the university or something. The unintelligent person may become a great intellectual. <clears throat> In fact, an intelligent people try to become intellectuals. That is their way of hiding their unintelligence. Love is not for the intellectual. Love needs a totally different kind of talent. A talented heart, not a talented head. Love has its own intelligence, its own way of seeing, perceiving, its own way of understanding life, its own way of comprehending the mystery of existence. The poet is far closer to it than the philosopher.、Oh. And the mystic is exactly inside the temple. The poet is on the steps, and the philosopher is just outside. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. This one, the poet is far closer to it than the philosopher. And the mystic is exactly inside the temple. The poet is on the steps, and the philosopher is just outside.、Hmm. I love this、uh, explanation about how close someone is. So brilliant. Osho is brilliant. At the most, you can approach the driveway, but never the steps. Philosopher can approach the driveway, but never the steps. He goes on round and round. He goes on moving around the temple, studying the outer walls of the temple, and becomes so. Enchanted that he forgets completely that the outer walls are not the real temple and that the deity is inside. The poet reaches the door, but the door is so beautiful that he becomes hypnotized. hypnotized. He thinks he has arrived. What more can be there? What more can there be? The philosopher is lost in guessing what is inside. <laughs> He never goes there. He simply thinks, philosophizes. The poet tries to penetrate into the mystery but gets hooked near the door. The mystic enters into the very innermost sanctum. Of the temple, sanctum of the temple. <clears throat> the way is love, and the way is a loving intelligence. When love and intelligence meet together, you create the space in which all that is possible to a human being can become actual. 
A loving intelligence is what is needed. Intelligence alone becomes intellectual. Love alone becomes sentimentality. But loving intelligence never becomes intellectually or sentimentally. Intellectuality or sentimentality. It gives you a new kind of integrity, a new crystallization.、Hmm. That's it.